Good morning, Robin. Good morning. And good morning, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to our first episode, you guys. Yes. Our first official episode. Yes. I know the trailer one. is up on a few a few sites, but it's the first full one, so welcome. <laughs> and I have a mic this time. It doesn't sound like I'm talking on a cell phone, you know, <laughs> across the world. So <laughs> we're professional now. For the record, <laughs> she was not doing that. It just was a bad mic. <laughs> no, but my Sagittarius ass would have loved to be halfway around the world. But that's a story <laughs> for another time. So you ready to introduce ourselves? Yes, you go first, girl. So I'm Maria from Maria the Arcane on Instagram, and my online witchy store is Magic with Maria. I do spells and tarot readings for my amazing clients. I love my clients, but I am currently living in the South, the United States, South Carolina to be more specific. I live with my gorgeous wife in my little witchling. I started witchcraft when I was about 13, living in Germany where I spent most of my youth and adolescence. I always did what I would consider witchy things before that, though. But it wasn't until 13 that I understood I could be a witch. Of course, while they may not be the best representations of our community, <laughs> I was drawn in by movies about witchcraft, such as Practical Magic and The Craft. <laughs> you know, those really good 90s movies. But I was wise enough to know that I shouldn't really turn to those things for reliable information. <laughs> so I definitely read as much as I could. All the historical books in the library to the tiny little New Age section in the only shop that was near me. Like I would sit in front of that bookshelf um, bookshelf for like hours just reading spells. The only people that knew I practiced were usually really open about that side of themselves. So I felt comfortable confiding in them. I tend to be extremely introverted and keep to myself. I was in the broom closet with my wife up until a few years ago. She was so mad at me for keeping that side of myself away from her. <laughs> she wasn't mad like, oh, you're a witch, but <laughs> mainly because she was interested she in was. doing it herself. <laughs> so now I live in a very magical household where everyone identifies as a witch and I wouldn't have it any other way. I love that. And I love you guys so much. How about you, Robin? My name is Robin, obviously. <laughs> um, you guys might know me from Instagram with my handle being a tired witch. And I have a blog, which is also tired witch. Um, I have a shop within that blog where I sell intention oils, tarot readings, and a variety of other magical tools. I also work as a psychic for a psychic hotline, um, which is my day job. So tarot, witchcraft, etc. encompasses my entire life. Uh, I am happily married to the best guy and we have two cats together. We're currently living in California. I'm from San Francisco originally, but we are up by the Oregon border now. As a kid, a lot like Maria, I was so obsessed with all the spooky shows, you know, The Craft, uh, Harry Potter, and I was a huge fan of vintage horror films. I grew up mm -hmm. in a very openly, like, paranormal household. We talked about things like witchcraft, ghouls, goblins, you name it, on the regular. My mom's a massive horror buff, 
And we, I mean, shows like um, Ghost Hunters was the family show (laughs) growing up or America's Most Haunted, those sort of things. So it was a very natural (laughs) and easy transition. And so as Maria mentioned about being in the broom closet, although I didn't openly talk about this with people until a few years ago, it was not something that I also really hid because the two kind of just flowed together and always made sense. And I've, I've got nothing. I'm very blessed. I've got nothing but support from my entire family. So it's not something that was surprising to anyone <laughs> when I was like, oh, yeah, that is something that I'm doing. <laughs> I think it was more of a surprise when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm working for a psychic hotline. And everybody was like, what? Those are still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it was it that that's a little bit about me. It's not that exciting, but I am literally a full time witch um, in every aspect of my life. So I'm very glad now thinking about it. I mean, yeah, it's all encompassing. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, it's not it's not that exciting. I don't think it's that exciting, but it's just part of life. Yeah, it's no different than any job, right? <laughs> no. Let's get to let's get to the day, shall we? Emma? Yes. So the first thing we want to start this podcast off with, and basically all future podcasts off with, is the upcoming lunar phase, and basically. That means for us. So coming up on March 9th is the full moon in Virgo. And if you aren't already aware, we are currently in the Pisces new moon and it's slowly waxing to the full moon. The Pisces new moon was bringing us this kind of air of dreamy energy and kind of head in the clouds. And that is why it's following full moon of Virgo is so important because it's far more grounded. So we've all been experiencing the hell that is the current (laughs) retrograde. I mean, M says that she's had a great time in retrograde and hasn't had a problem. (laughs) Cannot personally relate. (laughs) Not at all. Like, it's been a very introspective time where I've heard other people say in other Mercury retrogrades before where I was like, oh, what? No. (laughs) But like, I really like I see this um, have been seeing like it really affecting big businesses, which has been Mm. really interesting to watch. Like, really like showing all the shit that they've been hiding. So interesting. Yeah, I I've noticed it, but. Uh, only a little bit, but then when we had talked about it the other day, I was like, oh, you're right. I, I hadn't noticed those signs, so that's interesting. So on that note, <laughs> the Mercury retrograde ends on the 10th of March, so the full moon starts on the 9th, and retrograde ends on the 10th, and the full moon encompasses three full days. So we've got the maiden, the mother, and the crone, so... <laughs> If you're trying to wait to do any like massive spell work, you still have extra days post the retrograde. So jot that in your calendars, yes. guys. <laughs> Three days worth of full moon party. We love it. We love to see it. <laughs> um, this full moon is also a super moon. So if you're trying to bring out the big guns, guys, this is the time to do it. The Virgo full moon, especially as we talked about before with the Pisces dreamy energy, the Virgo full moon is bringing us 
back to earth. We're looking at organization for this. We're looking at embracing practical things, earthly projects. If you're going to start a new project that, you know, has to do with your day-to-day mundane life, this would be the time to do this. This isn't a time, I'm not that you can't do creative projects, but this is a time to really hone in that kind of energy. And I know that we just started March and I know that some of you, myself included, so I'm not trying to add anybody, (laughs) maybe (laughs) have fallen off the wagon with your New Year's resolutions. This would be a really good time (laughs) to focus back in on getting the New Year's resolutions on track, organizing yourself and kind of making a very practical list of, okay, here is my resolution. Here is when I failed or not failed. That's the wrong word. When I stopped doing it. You took a break. Yeah, I took a break. What can I learn from that? How can I reassess the situation? And move forward. It's very linear, very practical. So it's something to really kind of recenter your life with. That's the kind of energies we're looking at. And that doesn't mean that you have to use this full moon for those kind of organization aspects of your life, but it's definitely something to consider if you're not really sure what to focus on this full moon. I'm going to be concentrating on like sustainable financial growth. I love that. Something grounded, you know, something that will last a long time. That's not for the short term, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, that would be very good for this moon. Yeah, I completely agree. We uh, have some big life changes coming up soon. And so for our full moon, I'm just focusing on organizing that and just being less chaotic. I think that I think that's part of the reason why retrograde affected me so badly is we've we've got a lot of stuff going on in our life right now. It's all good things, but with good things comes chaos. And so when you've got this dreamy retrograde, it, it's just so oh, forget about it. I've been a mess. <laughs> Plus, I'm a cancer man. Forget about it. I am a I'm a walking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's one too so yeah we're we're a delight yeah. um truly <laughs> delights <laughs> so yeah uh if you guys are actually in our discord we would like to hear from you guys what kind of energy that you're going to hone in kind of knowing this grounding virgo nature that comes with the full moon so we're going to open up that discussion probably saturday um, and we're yes. really excited to hear from you guys. Tell us all about it. We want to hear about all your plans. Yes. <laughs> so each podcast, just like we did with the lunar card, we're going to discuss a tarot card. We will first discuss the Rider Waite universal meaning and then our own interpretations. We aren't going to share cards in any particular order. And most of the time, it's going to be luck of the draw, unless we feel like a card needs to be heard at a certain time. And the card that we're going to be discussing, I feel, needs to be heard for this time. So this week, we are discussing the moon upright. The universal meaning of this card, I feel, is kind of (laughs) negative. It really focuses on the darkness, (laughs) the unknown, and about what's going on in our subconscious, especially with fear, illusion, and anxiety about choices we are being faced with. The overall meaning can be very vague. 
when you look it up and yes. give you very yeah. vague results to readings, uh, they really leave it up to your own interpretation if you look up the meaning of the card. I feel like this card is one of those cards that you get when it is here's the most basic outline of what the card means and now you have to go out into the real world <laughs> trial and error it, and see what that means to you. exactly and then it's like uh and if you're, if you're starting to read you're like i don't know what this means <laughs> which is why if you're listening to this if you picked up a deck yesterday don't start reading people no. for paid readings. No. Stop that. No. Knock it off. No. <laughs> Take time to form your own opinions and read as many different opinions as you can. Yes. Now, the way I view this card couldn't be any more different. Uh, I view this card as very empowering, or at least a choice to empower ourselves. Instead of darkness, I see illumination, just not in the same way as the Sun Tarot card. On the Rider Weight deck, you'll see a domesticated dog, a wolf and a crab, two towers, a stream, and of course, our lovely Bella Luna. When this card pops up for myself or clients, yes, we are usually feeling pretty lost and unsure of ourselves, but this card shows that we have a choice to find our path, but inner work is definitely needed. The dog, to me, represents playing things safe, taking the easy route, staying in our comfort zones, conservatism, and also the light side of ourselves compared to our shadow side. Each day we is almost the exact same for the dog. They're set in routine and structure. Nothing really changes for them. They know where their next meal is coming from. They're not really worried about anything. The crab to me represents our shells, our comfort zones. The crab is right between the two towers to me. It shows making the choice to stay in our shells or getting out of them. So now we have the majestic wolf. To me, it represents our wild, untamed natures. It is such an important figure in witchcraft for a very good reason. It's a side of ourselves that we are that are confident, empowered, driven, and free. The wolf is always ready for something new and they use their senses to explore the world around them as a person who represents a wolf scared about going after a promotion no no they're not they are surviving and they're not letting opportunities slip them by that will better their circumstances are they owning their body and dancing naked under the moonlight oh hell yes they are i mean they're not concerned <laughs> about like how they look to others and they aren't concerned with looking silly or you know their flaws at all. They're more, there's way more important stuff to worry about. The wolf lives in the moment and realizes life is fleeting and about surviving, unlike the pampered domestic dog. Now, once we embrace this inner wolf of ours and let ourselves step into our power, it will illuminate a whole new side of ourselves. Since you are no longer taking the safe route, you're finding your own personal path that is unique to you and your spirit. The one you're always meant to be on, but, you know, never explored because, you know, society told you you couldn't. But yes. How do you view this card, Robin, dear? Well, I feel like with this card, it's very it's very similar to what you said. But for me, the moon always represents having too wild of an imagination. Mm -hmm. Um 
it's quite like when it's very dark outside. You've got the moonlight shining into your room and you have this pile of clothes in the corner of your bed. It looks like this axe murderer that's going <laughs> to just stab you to death. But when the light turns on, it's literally just a pile of your dirty laundry and you need to get your room clean. <laughs> so for me, the moon is all about taking these aspects of our imagination and taking it to the worst possible kind of nature. Uh, it, it takes, you know, when people think that they are seeing signs everywhere yes. and they're not really seeing signs, they're just being overdramatic. <laughs> that is the moon. It takes these signs that are thought to be psychic abilities and are actually just you having um, a psycho episode. <laughs> Not not to undermine people at all, but the signs aren't actually there. You're just reading way too much and overanalyzing the situation. Or looking too often at your phone. Yes, or looking way too much at your phone. It's not 11-11. Y'all are addicted to your phone. And, you know, that's okay. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not saying that that is something I am above. I definitely am not. But it, it just it's just not... The signs aren't there. And so for me, it's taking that subconscious dream kind of state and bringing it into reality. And it's just not realistic. And that's okay. We all have these fantasies that kind of, I don't know, burden our daily lives. And sometimes we just need to kind of reality check ourselves. And that's what the moon is to me. It's about reality checking ourselves and making sure that we're not kind of overanalyzing, projecting, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. being a little unrealistic. <laughs> so, yeah, I I I although just like you said um about does the wolf do these things, etc. It's the same kind of energy except for we are always the wolf but we think we're the domesticated dog. Does that make sense? Ooh, I love that. Yeah, definitely. I view like especially when the card is reversed, not that we're talking about the reverse moon, but like the um, wolf has taken over our life mm. and, you know, we're too yeah. wild and we need to you know, dial it down a little bit. No, for <laughs> me, the moon reverse is, I mean, I, again, I know we're not, well, we're talking about it. Here it is. <laughs> the moon reverse <laughs> is taking that unrealistic, you know, I'm seeing signs everywhere and it's taking it up to the like, like, nth degree that is like full-on you are overthinking to the point that you are actually detrimental to your own quality of life Mm -hmm. um like i know i have anxiety and anxiety problems and sometimes when i get this it's like okay anxiety is running the show here like i need to go find my coping mechanisms i need to you know check my triggers check with myself because it it is to me and my like for me and readings for myself it is a check on my own mental health problems and that anxiety might be running the show and you know I need to I need to reevaluate my coping skills and that's okay yeah yeah like as I said for me the wolf um being too wild having to go back to the domesticated dog and establish a little bit more routine and structure into your life because you know, you're probably spending money really crazily or not paying attention to your job. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you kind of need to, you know, step it back just a little bit. You need to find balance. You need to be the stream in between the two towers. Yeah, I completely agree, madame. <laughs> 
So, Maria, what the hell is stirring your cauldron, bitch? (laughs) Well, right now, I'm loving how witches, especially in the past few years, have been really using magic in a way that helps them step into their personal power. I was talking to one of our amazing Patreon members about this the other day. The winter, especially after Yule, has been rough, like longest year ever already, right? (laughs) I think talking about empowerment is really important right now. A lot of new witches forget why they started around this time. It is truly a make it or break it time for a new witch. The amazing celebrations of Samhain and Yule are, they're done. And what you're left with is the cold, the dark, and yourself the hollow nothingness (laughs) (laughs) exactly if you're in a slump what you need to remember is why you started and i believe the most part a healthy relationship with our practice starts with our inner selves and empowering ourselves with magic and our turning to our community during this time is amazing especially turning towards people who already have established practices you will see throughout on social media and our community, people are making things happen for themselves. They're creating, they're thriving, they're holding themselves accountable. They are treating others, uh, treating others and themselves with compassion and respect. Yes, right. And body positivity has become such an amazing force in the witch community. Witches are out there. I mean, they're owning and loving what they once thought were flaws before and realizing that, you know, no single body is the same period. Through confidence spells and people wearing the clothes that they want and they're getting comfortable with their naked bodies. Glamour magic. Yes, exactly. Oh, I love me some glamour magic. (laughs) (laughs) They're also developing their own like personal beauty standards, which is so great because it's a big F you to the beauty industry and and commercialism. As I say, for many things in witchcraft, society has put us in a box and witchcraft is such an amazing tool to get out of it. Then there are witches out there that are owning their sexualities, gender identities, and being true to themselves. And oh my God, I freaking love it. I love how people are incorporating it into the practice and also using magic magic as a way to fight and hex a patriarchy. I love how these amazing and unique souls are using shadow work as a way to shed years of trauma and turning that trauma not only into knowledge, but as a way to fight back. It's it's just, it's beautiful. I love it so much. And then you know, we have the boss babes out there who are using their powers of intention and setting um, intention setting and manifestation to make things possible for themselves. They're furthering their careers and using spell work and using magic to contently better and improve their lives and become more successful versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. They are breaking down gender stereotypes and sexuality barriers while also setting boundaries to protect themselves using both magic and real world energy. I love seeing another witch or hell, even another person going out there and achieving success. I mean, Mm -hmm. you creatures make me believe in myself even more. (laughs) I love how people are stepping into their power. While people are stepping into their power, they're also helping others step into their power as well. Witches supporting witches, even if they are on separate paths. You guys are the real MVWs, most valuable witches, by the way. So yeah, (laughs) keep it up because you are creating real change in a community we need. 
on on that note of witches supporting witches um of positive mm-hmm. things uh i i know you and i have talked about this before but there was this whole movement a couple years back with i guess it was maybe a year or two back of people saying you know oh men can't be witches because they watch way too much american horror story and oh there's this gosh, like yes. huge wave of people like um that's not true and they're being like super supportive and amazing and you don't need to have you know identify with either gender to be a witch non-binary witches trans witches male witches like it doesn't matter how you identify like the community yeah. has your back and i love it's that. a spectrum and it's just you know witches already fight so much injustice and like um you know, bad press and stuff like that. So you're going to chastise someone who is different than you when you don't want to be chastised Mm -hmm. for being different. That's hypocritical and just, no, you can't do that. It's Yeah, and I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see it too much in the community anymore. I mean, obviously, no matter what community you're in, there's going to be toxic people. But as a whole, it seems at least as though we are being way more inclusive and people are kind of banding together. And I really like that. I think it's super cool. Uh, Yeah, I definitely, I agree. It's nice to see the sense of camaraderie come out between everybody. Yeah, we, we, we have enough prejudice in our day-to-day lives. We don't need to do it to each other (laughs) as well. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, We need to stand together and, you know, take care of everybody, take care of our fellow witches and lift each other up because, you don't know what someone's going through and if they're finding their power through witchcraft and they're doing it to not only improve their lives, but the lives of people around them. I mean, that's amazing. Support it. And everybody's path is different. Like we all have different paths and there is technically no wrong way to do it. Although as we've talked about (laughs) privately on multiple (laughs) occasions, there is wrong ways to do it. Y'all. Like, there are actually wrong ways to do it, but we're talking about movie extremes, not, like, real life. So, like, just don't be that guy, and we're good. <laughs> yes, you're not going to have a dark baptism. <laughs> you're not, oh my like... Lord. <laughs> no, you don't have a supreme. <laughs> Come on, guys. Oh it's gosh, a TV show. Supreme. Or my personal favorite is getting the messages asking asking me for time travel spells or um asking me for magic that uh is like learning to fly i'm like y'all need to stop watching harry potter for real (laughs) well you know what i feel like this leads us to our next segment yes so robin what is not stirring your cauldron right now? <laughs> so to preface, right? I am, we're going to switch off every week. I promise I'm not going to be the grumpiest bitch who's just constantly complaining. So like, <laughs> let's preface with that. <laughs> yeah. And next um, week I'm going to be the grumpy one. So she's going to be the grumpy one. So like, I'm going to be an asshole right now. Well, not an asshole. I'm going to be a complaining moaner, but yeah, it won't be every time. I promise. <laughs> Even though I'm very good at it. <laughs> uh, so it's been going on in the community. It's been a huge conversation piece lately. The fake witchy authors. And what I kind of want to talk about is not necessarily them, but the kind of air of cancel culture that 
it brought to light and kind of reminded us of. The original comment was on Twitter from a user whose name was Lady Alethea. I hope I pronounced mm-hmm. that correctly. And she put it out some really um, kind of interesting conversation pieces where she was pointing out that some of the self-published books on Amazon might be from fake authors. Some of the self-published books had a lot of paid-for reviews. Uh, they mm-hmm. were in her opinion, very clearly paid for, etc. The problem was not the amazing conversation piece that Lady Alethea brought up. The problem was is that speculations that people were making while in the conversation piece went from conversational speculation to concrete fact, and people started sharing it on social media like this whirlwind of fact uh, that mm-hmm. just wasn't backed up with any confirmed stuff. Now, I'm not defending the authors and whether or not they are kind of capitalizing on our spiritual paths. I'm definitely not defending Mm -hmm. them. They're, as per my own last uh, research on this, only one author has come forward as a confirmed true author with like an actual website and she's a human person. (laughs) So I'm not trying to defend people, but The problem is, is that author who is the real deal, like just trying to self-publish and make some money and also share information with people for an affordable price, is now tacked on to all these articles as though she's not real. (laughs) And because people are taking something that is a just speculation and a just conversation piece and turning it around as though it's a fact, a concrete fact, you Ugh. now have taken somebody's career and kind of ruined it because our community is relatively very small. So if you're mm-hmm. like looking, if I were, had knew nothing about this and I was like, oh, I wonder if this book's any good. So I go to Google the author, 10 articles come up saying that she's a scammer and that's not oh, fair. Oh my God. No, that's just not fair at all. And there's actually, if you guys want to do some research on it, there are two very good articles, one of which was a timeline piece on pathos.com, where it just breaks down the conversation Mm -hmm. itself and the timeline of events. And then there was another one from crowsonglodge.com, which is also just a very good breaking down each article author the red flags etc and that that one actually does have an addendum to it saying that uh lisa oh goodness what was her name lisa chamberlain chamberlain thank you lisa chamberlain was a real author so there is positivity in that but it is also the the full bit about lisa chamberlain is still there and the addendum is at the very end so if I am just looking up the, and this is not a criticism to Crow's, Crow Song Lodge, by the way, like I am a blogger as well. I would do the exact same thing, like add the addendum at the mm-hmm. end. I'm not trying to criticize the way she's form, formatted that. I would do the exact same thing. But the problem mm-hmm. is, is that you are putting this information out there as though it's a like a cold fact and it's just not. And mm-hmm. it does... From my own personal opinion, appears though a lot of these authors are just trying to scam people. But mm-hmm. 
pen names are also very, very common in the author world. Yeah, so definitely. Not everybody that, wants to show their identity. <laughs> well, especially when we're in a community where a lot of people have craft names. A lot of people are not out of the broom closet, as the expression is. Yes. Um, so, of course, that would make sense. Like, it would make sense that they would not publish under their actual legal name. It's very common. And so the problem I have with it is that we've now sort of used the fact that they've used their craft names. We're going to give them the benefit of the doubt here, right? So let's say that they're really using just their craft names, they're real authors, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that became part of the evidence that they're not real. And, you know, that's not fair, guys. And it no. also begs up the question of what is a a real witch? You know, again, we go back to... We go back to everybody's path is different. And yes. of course, there are going to be scammers out there. I personally am not going to purchase these books to find out. But the fact that they use craft names, pen names, that is not evidence that somebody is not a, quote, real witch. That is evidence that they don't agree. want to use their real name because that's a huge part of our community. And... I do think the conversation piece was really important and a good thing to share with everyone. I don't yeah. think that, you know, crucifying these people without a response or confirmation is at all fair. I mean, it was no, spreading like not. absolute wildfire. I saw it on the Facebook groups I'm a part of. I saw it on huge witch community Ugh. accounts on Instagram. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it everywhere. and it was presented in a way that this is a concrete fact. And I think, the, like I said, the conversation is good. Concrete fact, absolutely not. Can I just say something? Of course. <laughs> okay, so these memes and like information like this and the whole thing with cancel culture, I mean, it creates this whole mob mentality and yeah. it's bullying. It, it has yeah. unfortunately has become socially acceptable to bully this way. Social media has given given people platform to think, oh, you know, it's okay to act this way towards another witch or person. Yeah, it is not. It's not okay. We are better than this. I think when memes or false information come out and witches start attacking other witches, it offers them this false sense of community, especially for new witches. Like, oh, look at these people ganging up on this other person. I'm going to join them because it's expected mm -hmm. of me. You are attacking this person together. Mm -hmm. In a sense, you are unified in your resolve. And this, you know, air quotes, community will quickly turn on you for saying the wrong thing. So keep, keep that in mind. On that note, since we're talking about just that false sense of community, I would like to preface, if you follow me on Instagram, I know that I have shared in the past people who have literally stolen my face <laughs> and my photos and pretended to essentially be me for profit. If I've ever Ugh, shared that same. and I've said, go report this account, that's where I want it to start and stop. Go report the account because it's not okay. Go report the photo. Do not ever message that person, comment on them, and bombard them with... I'm not asking for that. I'm asking for you to do the steps that are put in place by our social media platforms to get it taken down. Don't exactly. comment. Don't message them. Go report the photo because that's what I've asked of you. I have not asked you to message these people, etc. And I know people have done that, and I do not condone that behavior. 
I think that it is unacceptable for people to steal other people's content, their face, etc. Uh, it's just not okay. You know, creators are out here working hard to make stuff for your enjoyment. And so it's not okay to steal it. But it's also not okay to bombard somebody with messages and harassment. Just go report it. It's, that's all yeah, you got to do, guys. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, I do feel like this can go both ways. Like, should we attack someone for posting something inaccurate, like a meme that is relaying false information? No, I don't think we should. I do believe we can politely message them. And instead of yes. feeding that mo- that mob mentality beast, will this person react well to being messaged? Uh, prob- probably not. We can yeah. share the information on our own pages without adding someone, you know, like, yeah. oh, well, you know, Dave posted this and he is wrong. It's a, no, don't do, don't do that. Don't do so, that. Yeah, all I'm trying to say is that we need to be more civil with each other. Hostility mm-hmm. doesn't bring a healthy community, period. It's, it, it makes our community very toxic. And I do personally believe that if someone has done something just outlandishly wrong, then yeah, they should be fucking canceled. Fuck them. But mm-hmm, let's, exactly. not, it, let's not jump down this kind of rabbit hole of, hey, somebody speculated this thing. It's definitely a fact because they hypothesized it. Now let's cancel them and then send them massive messages of harassment and all this. It's just, it's not acceptable, guys. We can do better. Cancel culture is like so dangerous. I put small businesses and potential authors and honestly, all witches at risk attacking someone on social media because of a meme that you saw that is relaying, you know, bad information with another witch. It's just, it's so damaging. And a community, mind you, that's supposed to be unified, supportive. It's just, let's do better. (laughs) Let's do better. That's yeah. That's all we need. final segment we want to have here with you guys is kind of just creators that we're loving right now. This could be shops, tarot cards that we're loving, bloggers we're loving, YouTubes, whatever. Anybody who's creating something that we love, we're going to share it. And to preface that, we want to kind of reinforce the fact that this is not an ad. (laughs) If you send us messages trying to get on here, it's not going to work, guys. It's not being paid. These no, are just stuff that Maria and myself are genuinely loving right now. So we'd like to share that with you. So, M, would you like to share the first? Yeah. Yes. We're going to talk about our amazing friend, Lulu. She is the owner of Herb Onyx. Did I say that correctly? I think you did, yeah. Okay, and she makes herbal wands, and she also sells crystals. Her wands are ridiculously amazing. They smell so good. And if you're concerned about sage, they are sage-free. I've gotten a few wands from her. Em's gotten a few wands from her, and they smell like desert rain. They are amazing. I refuse to burn mine for cleansing. <laughs> they're so beautiful. Makes, it, first of all, they're beautiful, but they also make my whole altar space literally smell like like desert rain. It smells incredible. Yes. Yes, it and does. And I've gotten some crystals from her too. And she's very, very reasonably priced. And she goes to like uh, rock crystal gems, like wholesaler shows and stuff. 
she handpicks them herself. So we know like she knows exactly where they're coming from. She's also been doing this for years. So she kind of knows what to look out for. So especially considering a lot of us care a lot about ethical consumption. Um, that's yes. something to really consider for her. Yeah, I've gotten five wands from her myself and they've all been so they've been beautiful. I love them so much. She created uh, one for my wife, one for my daughter, and one for me for oh. Christmas. I know it's so cute. We have like a little family of little smoking wands. <laughs> Absolute gem. 12 out of 10. Do recommend. <laughs> yes. Uh, what was the other shop that we wanted to talk about? We want to talk. Well, she's not a shop, but no, she I, that was the wrong word. Um, the other creator <laughs> we wanted to talk about. My mistake. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk about Glitter in the Dirt. She's on. That's in her Instagram name, by the way. Uh, her name's Michelle, and she is such a goddess and amazing herbalist. I've been following her for about a year and a half now. It is so refreshing seeing someone be honest about their craft. We all go through highs and lows in our practice and lives. Listeners, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Like spiritualists will be like, oh, I am the supreme. I don't experience lows. Don't listen to them. (laughs) But Michelle, she is so upfront and honest about her path. There's nothing faker than somebody pretending that they have it together. (laughs) When she is having a hard time, she reminds us all to be like compassionate and understanding with ourselves during those moments. She -hmm. also promotes having a positive relationship with your body and moving it in such a way that feels good for you and your soul, which I am here for. One thing that she said recently that has really stuck with me is that during winter, we are meant to rest and pushing ourselves to do more and endlessly create during a time that's supposed to be spent reflecting isn't necessarily realistic. Yeah, sure. If you're Mm -hmm. being pulled to create, do it. That's okay. But if you're not, that's okay too. Like be compassionate with yourself, show yourself compassion. But she is such an amazing being. I love that. I love that. I love her account so much. And as somebody who cares a lot about herbal medicine and taking the homeopathic route first um i really like her account because she does share things like that and she is very open raw and honest and Mm -hmm. just like you said i like that she's so body positive especially when we live in such a culture where hating your body is the norm and if you like it you're some sort of weird freak like shut up not even a weird freak like people think that you're stuck up <laughs> they and think it's you're ridiculous. stuck up or they're like you know where the hell does this bitch get her you know ideas and self-confidence from and it's like shut up like it's better to just like yourself like can we all just agree to just like ourselves is that so bad <laughs> yeah and it all goes back to you know you see this person being body positive take that into mm-hmm. your own life and be like maybe i could be this way too yeah i i love it i definitely recommend her account she's very real she's very honest and i think we all can learn a little bit from her yeah completely agree so thank you guys first and foremost for joining our first full episode yes thank Uh, you we would like to really quickly just kind of let you guys more know more about the podcast in general uh we have a patreon Mm -hmm. it's got multiple tiers 
if you join us with the library tier or above, it gives you the opportunity to hear the part two of this episode where we are answering the Discord questions. Now, to be in the Discord, you have to be in the Witch's First Coven or above. We've recently lowered the prices as well, making it more affordable. We'd rather have more people to have more conversation. Um, So we've made it more affordable for everybody. In fact, uh, aside from the mentoring, everything has been cut in half price-wise. The questions in the Discord are really good this time around. So I highly recommend tuning in because one of them is budget witchcraft. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And we are talking about that in the part two this week. So very excited to talk about it, actually. (laughs) Yes. So definitely come and join us. Come tune in. But we will be doing this podcast bi-weekly and the next release should be on march 20th that is the day after spring so perfect 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 ostara it's gonna be a great ostara episode i'm very excited about it actually i've been taking notes already of what i want to talk about (laughs) (laughs) me too Uh, if you guys want to follow us on any major platforms, we're going to try to make a Facebook page. I can't promise that that's going to be up when you guys are hearing this, but we've made a Twitter, which is Coffee Cauldrons. They wouldn't let us add the and. Um, my Instagram <laughs> is at a tired witch and M's is at Maria the Arcane. So if you guys want to follow us on there, we also share a lot of information on our social medias and the Coffee and Cauldrons Twitter. We're going to try to kind of be using to let you guys know what you can expect, that sort of thing. So give us a follow. Yes. Yeah, we'll keep you updated. Yeah, and we, our podcast is being available on more podcasting streaming services as they come available so i think we're on google spotify breaker anchor and i believe we'll be on apple podcasts sometime about a couple days after this airs oh my gosh we're professional now robin professionals (laughs) i told you about my podcast i'm a podcast now (laughs) But yeah, thank you so much for joining us for this first recording. Yeah, we're so excited to have you guys and we are looking forward to continuing this. Join us in part two. Part two is on Patreon only. Yes, come join us. Library or above. All right, you ready? We're going to count them down. Do you want to count down or should I? We'll count down together. Let's do it together. Oh, oh God. This is going to be a shit show. All right. Ready? <laughs> One. One. Two. Three. three. Bye, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>Hey, Maria, we need to do shout outs for our amazing MVWs. Also known as our most valuable witches, our Patreon members. Thank you guys so much for following us. And especially to those of you who have been with us since before we even had this podcast. You guys are incredible. I I totally appreciate you. Your continued support and all your amazing questions on the Discord. Just keep them coming. So for this... First and only for this one, we're going to shout you guys out because we love you so much. (laughs) So first we've got 
Christy, Amber R, Courtney F, Courtney M, James, Janet, Jennifer, Marcella, Megan, Mindy, and Trista. Thank you guys so much. Thank we love you. you. Thank you. Thank you. We do. We love you so much. Now come listen to our part two. <laughs> yes. Come with us. <laughs> come, children. <laughs> <laughs> 